last time you've mentioned that you have 80 plus podcasts in your uh, episode, like podcast listener application of choice. Yeah. Um, AKA Overcast. Overcast, which is the best podcast app on iOS, obviously. Uh, um, tastes differ, but I use Overcast myself, so I'm not going to argue. Fair. Uh, but Chintas, a uh, friend, friend from the Discord, uh, said that they had 91 subscribed podcasts and I think they said they use Overcast. Pull up the conversation we had. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 91 subscribed podcasts in Overcast plus 18 in the list, but not subscribed. So that, that beats yours. It wasn't a competition, but <laughs> no, wins. it wasn't. But <laughs> Chintos wins. But um, that is a lot. And I have to admit, I didn't count mine since, so I don't have a follow up on my side. But it wasn't a homework either. So yeah. Blimey, you folks listen to a lot of podcasts. But um, if we're talking about homework, um, anyone who listens to Dubai Friday will know what I'm talking about when I say I completely peanut buttered something. Um, I didn't listen to any of the... So, friend of the sh- fancy music boy of the show, Ryan, uh, sent us a long list of songs that... of Some of his, I think, how he described it, his favorite songs. Um, mm, well, and, and, and a song would be stretching it because I, I mean, in the, right in the middle there, there is Dmitry Shostakovich Symphony Number no. Five in D minor. That's not a song. <laughs> that's bloody symphony. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, and then there is Schnitke Concerta Grossa Number no. One. That's also like, I mean, that's an entire concert. That's like, okay, uh, a concert has at least three movements. I'm not sure we'll get more follow-up with from Ryan, but like, like when they work, I mean, based on my like pulling on my very, very, very vague memory of uh, music theory of like classic symphonic symphonic music theory, there are like dif- differences, like actual um, criteria that differentiate symphony from concert from everything else, and I think concert has to have movements. Don't tell me what. Don't ask me to tell you what those are because I don't know. I just remember the term. So, it's a very eclectic uh, list, but it's a really good one. Yep. And some of those things are familiar to me, and uh, some of those, like, no idea who those people are. Yeah. So. Uh- l- do you want but, to go through it and tell me if you've even recognized some of the names? So Maybe? I I recognize some of the more, I guess you would say. So I full disclosure, this week was a busy week for a lot of good reasons, but I did not find any time to listen to any of these. Uh, so I completely yeah. peanut buttered on this non-challenge. But um, Ryan okay. said in the beginning that like I was under no obligation to listen to any of these, but which I appreciate because... Life is busy. Well, but eventually I, I recognize... we'll get to it. We'll listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Lis- let's go. Like you know, I think that's that's. Let's go line by line and see whether you recognize it or not, and uh, like, does it ring a bell for you or not? So uh, I'll say, um, I'm going to put all because all of these pieces of music um, are YouTube links. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is put all of them in a playlist and make a make mm-hmm. the playlist public and. Uh, put that link to that playlist in the show notes. So yes, if, that would be very efficient. If you want, you should be able to click that link, and it will open in your YouTube app if you have YouTube on your phone. Um, or it should, like, if you're in Overcast and you click a YouTube link, it should send you to YouTube. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, but so starting at the beginning, uh, Radiohead definitely heard of that band. 
Rush, also definitely heard of that band. Uh, the next... Okay, heard of, but listened to... Like, you're, are you telling me right now you haven't listened to Radiohead ever? I probably have. I've never... Like... Oh, dear me. Okay. We talked um, about this on. last week. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's all fine. I'm just like... It's, it's really interesting and amusing to me to discover the extent... The extent your, at which I haven't uh, listened to music. The extent of the future discoveries for you. That's like an exciting thing. So many great things are ahead of you. I'm sure that's the nice uh, way of putting it. Well, I'm doing my best. So, okay, Rush, you've heard of them. Um, the next three, I don't think I have. I mean, I've heard of Yo-Yo Ma. T- Tigran, like... Tigran Hamasean, Future Islands, and then... Uh, uh, okay, Chile, uh, Chris... Style, Ed, no idea who that is. Edgar Meyer, no idea. Uh, Stuart Duncan, don't know that as well. But Yo Yo Ma, I mean, he's all over the YouTube, at least in my uh, al- algorithmic suggestions. Yo Yo Ma is a cellist. Of, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, for some reason a very famous one. And I, I'm not sophisticated listener enough to tell why exactly. But uh, yeah. I've heard uh, of his music. It's uh, yes, it's, it's a really good one. Um, Yo Yo Ma, and so I, I've definitely heard of that. And I I knew like I think a bunch of the names on the list I have heard of in some context at some point. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. more than that. Um, mm-hmm. Steely Dan, definitely heard of it. Um, that one is new to me. Uh, actually. Steely Dan is some sort of... It's an American thing. Some sort of American artist. Um, and I'm not going to play a YouTube link because that would be bad. Um, but anyway, um, the next few I don't recognize until you get to um, Steve Reich, who I only remember Steve Reich because if if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, I think Steve Reich was the absurdist music composer that made clapping music. And I know clapping okay. music. Um, I love how you just glossed over the fact that you don't recognize Bjork's name. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, my brain didn't <laughs> process that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's Bjork. Again, you've heard about her, right? Ye- probably. Um, <laughs> I but, love it. I just, so, I just like, enjoy every minute of it. Steve Reich, I think, created clapping music. And I'm saying created and not composed because there is a, a debate to be had, uh, which is basically okay. you have a pattern of clapping and it's two people doing it. And then it shifts one beat every like six times you loop through it or it could be a, however many times, but it, it shifts. And so you have two people who start by clapping the same pattern and then eventually clap different patterns and the patterns interweave in certain ways. And then eventually it goes all the way around. And they're clapping mm-hmm. the same pattern again. And it's, it's, I don't know if absurdist is the right word, but it's, it's a certain type of music Wikipedia that blurs. Wikipedia tells me that he contributed to the development of minimal music. Minimalist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like, the right word. Uh, that's, that's what Wikipedia tells us. Yes. Um, it's, it's that sort of thing. And it's really cool. Um, this is something that I've. He's still alive. I've only heard of this because. Um, I was a music nerd in high school, um, but I, I wasn't, and, and that might be 
given how little I listen to music, that might be hard to believe. I was a music nerd in the sense that I played trombone and, like, did music theory, but I didn't actually listen to any, like, popular music. But anyway, I know Steve Reich. That's that's all so to wait, say wait, wait, I wait, recognize wait, wait. Then, one then, person. Then, then Shostakovich would be familiar to you as well, no? No, no. Wasn't that good Lying. of a music nerd. I was just a good <laughs> trombone. No, it's again, it's like nobody's uh, like giving you a grade or anything. It's just like, again, I'm just gauging like what is going to be, what, what's going to be new to you or what and what not. But yeah, we're, like seriously, do try listen to Shostakovich. His music is is very different from everything. I think like in my like repair like in my like inner library of music and especially of classical music Shostakovich and Rachmaninoff they do stand out the most I think from everyone and yeah both are Russian composers uh Rachmaninoff is especially like extremely famous Shostakovich is I think a bit more modern Shostakovich is like what early 20th century I believe and uh, so and, you know, usually when people think of Russian classical music, the first thing that comes to mind is Tchaikovsky. But seriously, if I if I never hear Tchaikovsky again, that would be too soon. <laughs> just yeah. like he's too popular. Tchaikovsky and Vivaldi, those two are just, uh, like, overplayed yeah. so freaking much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recognize... So, um, Rachmaninoff, you've mentioned, that's... That is a name I recognize. Mm-hmm. It's basically if a composer was famous enough to be mentioned and talked about in the circles I was in in high school, then yeah, probably. But um, okay. But uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, um, I've definitely heard. Lovely of. It's name. A, it's no a, idea who these people are. It's I don't know if pop would be the right word, but it's like I don't know in some sort of indie band, and I'm totally not doing them any favors by describing them as that but like <laughs> probably probably it would be good to say an indie band um and okay. and then the last two i don't recognize but anyway if you want to see all of this music it'll be mm-hmm. in the show notes that i have specifically written down to remember to put it in the show notes so anyway mm-hmm. yep yeah. uh, ryan thanks a lot for the uh follow-up we really, really appreciate it, and um, I certainly will listen to this. I did like you know this week has been busy for me as well, for a multitude of reasons. But new music is always something that I'm on the lookout. And actually, like rare case when yesterday evening, uh, YouTube helped me find new, completely new music, and. It's been like really like spot on. And the way I it recommended it basically this artist, uh, Kenshi Yonezu, made a commercial music video for Sony PlayStation. And that thing is a blast to look at. And the music is like, you know, the song itself. I ha- I don't understand a word of it because it's in Japanese, but the music, like, and it's a really catchy tune. It's a very, you know, richly arranged. And then I went to Apple Music, and thanks, thanks to the miracles of music streaming, I am have been listening to their uh, last 
uh, two albums uh, non-stop since yesterday. And I say there because um, I need to do more research on this specific artist uh, because they appear to be quite uh, ambiguous in their, uh, like, the way they present themselves. So, you know, could be could be our fellow non-binary person. So, because I don't know right now, I'm, I'm kind of like going on the um, cautious side of just using they. So, that's new music. Maybe it will be a recurring segment these days, especially after figure skating goes on on the break. You gotta find over. you gotta find something to do if you're not watching figure skating. Oh, I could I could always read more books. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, also, that too. Yeah, I I almost forgot to to mention it. Um, it wasn't in it wasn't in the show doc, but both of us, the the two of us, have both uh, been on Friends in Your Ears which is a podcast yes! on the Incomparable Network. I was on... Yes. What was it? What Do you remember your episode number? I, I come to this show unprepared. Um, uh, my episode number is the most recent one, episode number 97. Yes. And it's been it's, it's been lots of fun to record. And uh, the guests on that episode is myself and Scotty Jackson and uh, with the our gracious host, of course, Kathy Campbell. And, yes. And... Uh, it was it was very very pleasant and uh, I was giddy and nervous uh, going up to it, but then recording itself was went swimmingly. I yes. enjoyed it. You were on episode ninety seven, and I was on ninety five with uh, Betty Chen, host of the the Pictorial Podcast on Really FM. Both of them, um, the episode was really fun to record. Both of these episodes I've listened back to and they're they're really fun. In between our two episodes was another friend of ours. Um, Absolutely, yes. yes. Ma- Maddie. Friend of the show Maddie was on episode 96. Yes, Maddie, so yes, that's- Ka- Kathy is kind of uh, doing a series of relay peoples with podcasts. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, that w- that, that's uh, certainly a great um, series to, to, <laughs> to wrap up on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I, we were supposed to do pre-flight, right, before we started the show. Were we? Because we don't have any planned topics. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, is it going to be that much different from our normal thing? So, I don't know. But, yeah, I think, like... Today, where both of us are all over the place a little bit because, yeah. uh, like, full disclaimer, just before the, our usual recording time, I came home just like four minutes before that, and that four minutes I used to quickly wash my hands and uh, make some tea because I've spent most of the day outdoors, which is not usual for me. And I was getting home on a bus that is also not usual for me, and um. Like, public transport, I love it. Hmm. Most of it, except buses. You know why? Because I get motion sick on the buses. That's why I'm Ooh, drinking yeah. right now. Gin- yeah, it's like, you know, give me a tube, a tram, a trolley bus any day of time. Like, I don't understand. Any- like, like I- I'm not saying, like, you're lying, but I don't understand how physically you could get motion sick on a bus, but not on the tube. 
if because because I get motion sick because like I mean I you, I say motion sick to describe general sensation, but for me the trigger is not the motion but the smell, uh, and uh, and the yeah. bus runs on petrol and the petrol stinks. That's why I'm like because that's why the tra- types of transport I've listed is you know tram, trolley bus, and and tube. They all run on electricity. They don't sm- yes. well. They smell, but not of petrol. They you smell know, of they- humans. Uh, yes. Um, let's put it that way. Yes, that's a that's a most polite way of putting it. Yes, they smell <laughs> of other humans. Uh, but that one is tolerable, especially when you're masked. But the smell of petrol is so like penetrating, and it stinks up the entire vessel, like vehicle. I almost said vessel. Uh, and the problem it's the, the the thing is if you're in a yes. vehicle and you can constantly smell the exhaust that's not a good thing that's like, but it's not even it's it's not even the exhaust it's just like i don't know it's the inherent smell of the vehicles that run on petrol it same is for same yeah, applies fair. for taxis same applies for old cars that makes sense and yeah. the like, and I think that's like that's the kind of like the common denominator that I can draw on. Like you know, in what kind of types of transport do I get motion sick? The ones that run on petrol, because again, I've been on in electric cars, and uh, those are fine. So in my case, I get all the symptoms of motion sickness, but because of the smell. So and this bus number 15. It's a very convenient route because it takes me from the center, from Tereskerud to the place where I live. It's Usodaru Utsa Metrolomash and, well, no, Busalomash, not Metrolomash. And uh, so it's like, non, like no changes required. Takes me directly to the corner of my block, like of the block where I live in. So super convenient. But it's uh, like very slow. And it makes, in the span of four kilometers, it makes 13 stops. So mm. it's like a lot. So it is like constant. And, and, and um, that's why I'm a little bit uh, unbalanced. Let's, yeah. Because I've been on the Fair. bus for the last half, for the last half an hour. Fair. But ginger tea to the rescue. I think both of us, like I have a habit of on Saturdays before recording time going to like my favorite lunch stop and getting like in like about an hour before recording I will go over to the place eat lunch at like mm. one of my favorite places. This is a place I was I I mentioned it in in a Discord server but it's it's a place that I don't know if this is an actual company policy but the people there who like do the checkout and stuff like you, you walk up to a counter, order your food, get a table number, and you walk over to your table. But like they have, they give you reusable cups if you order a drink, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you bring the cup back with you on your next visit, most of the people, at least at the one that I go to, will just allow you. If assuming you bought other food, right, um, they won't charge you for the drink, right? Because you brought the cup back. When with you, you say drink. What kind of drink uh, do you mean? Like soft drinks. Um, okay, yeah, because I was I was thinking like you know that wouldn't be very feasible for like things like coffee. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, 
if I say like I mean like soft drinks like anything you can get from the soda machine, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that whole that's a nice thing, um, but also just their sandwiches and mac and cheese is really good. So anyway, I arrived back at my dorm about ten minutes before recording started. Um, so <laughs> yeah, okay, both of so... us both of us are unprepared, um, but that's fine. Yes, both of us are unprepared, and uh, you know things like that happen. And uh, that's the yeah, charm. Of by the, the show. way, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I hope that nobody's like right now screaming at their phone saying, "Oh my god, get to the point." But to, like, I hate to break it. There is no point. <laughs> there is no point to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Not at all whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, look, I was going to. I was going to suggest that yes, because there's there's fifty. Like we shouldn't actually do this because we're not prepared for half of the stuff on our topic list. But there's fifteen uh-huh. stuff. We could roll a d twenty and just see what comes out. But that's that's a terrible idea. But um, uh, go for it. I don't know. What were you going to discuss? Because I think it would be better to, to go with something that you're actually prepared for. Well, no. 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 Well, let's go with the dice, okay? Okay. Fine. And it's actually 14 topics because there was one, like, empty line. So, but yeah, roll a d20. Okay. If there's anything over 14, I'll just re-roll it. But what, what mm-hmm. I was going to suggest is you, like... um. I'm hiding this from the listener, but what what is currently listed as number two was something you mentioned last week that we didn't talk about. Oh, right. Yes, actually, yeah, I can talk about this one. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, we can cut out the dice thing. Yes, absolutely. So... Lucky, because I had dice by Peacock pulled up, but go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, yes, some of those topics. So, like, some of our listeners may know, may remember, and if you do, thank you so much. But like, I've been struggling with sleeping a lot. I mean, with sleeping uh, on time uh, since like December or something. And uh, my schedule is all over the place. And then I just like, I, I kind of like in January got back into more or less like normality and then the olympics started and the olympic winter games were in beijing which is plus eight hours away from time zone from me so it like that one completely fucked up my my sleeping schedule again and um so i've been trying to hold on hold on really hold on yes i'm catching the bleep this time right oh yes yes good point yes sorry 25 Um, 30. Uh, I've been swearing a lot today. I need to censor myself. I look a bit better. Anyways. No, no, you can keep so, going. You can keep going exactly <laughs> as you are. It'll just be a little bit more editing for me. <laughs> yeah. Sure thing. And uh, so now I'm trying to get myself back on track. And I'm deploying all the tricks now. Starting with having an alarm go off at the same time, regardless of the day of the week. And ending with the, like, all the wind-down routines and stuff and so on. And frankly, the most difficult part for me is not falling asleep. Because, to be honest, once I get myself to the stage where I'm horizontal in the bed... And I have like my fall asleep listening uh, lined up. That's a matter of like 15 minutes. So this is not the problem. 
The problem is when I wake up and then I snooze the alarm or turn it off completely. And then I realize that I have plenty of time till the actual like next must thing I need to do. Say, say like, you know, I don't know, going to lesson if it's Saturday uh, language lesson or like actually going to work, logging into the work machine if it's a work weekday and so on. And and I realize that, I, oh, so like so much time. I'll probably, I don't know, read a little bit. And by read a little bit in bed in the morning, I mean take my phone and open whatever there is on the phone. Discord, Twitter, news feed, RSS, you name it. Guess what happens? Mm. It's either I completely like spend this time and then like, you know, you blink it and now I'm almost late to whatever thing is there is scheduled, like the one that I can't miss. Or, especially like that happens on Sundays and that really messes up with my schedule, is that I fall asleep again. <laughs> yeah. And then I wake up around like 11 or midday cranky with a headache. And then I like, and then with a completely like shifted um, circadian rhythm again. And this is just so damn annoying. And what I've been trying to do is, with very little success, is to not have my um, phone in the bedroom, meaning that then in the morning there is no this uh, kind of like rabbit hole to fall into. But the problem is that uh, falling asleep then becomes problematic because I am now so accustomed to falling asleep to like uh, either uh, one specific audiobook or a number of uh, podcasts that I always keep downloaded for the for this specific reason. So you see, I'm at a bit of a bind here. Yeah. My one of the ideas is to use as a podcast machine to use my iPad. Because the thing with the iPad is that it's uh, much larger and it's much bulkier. And as a result, it's not as comfortable to read while lying down. So I've been thinking that I might try that, actually. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's where I am with my sleeping habits and with the whole notion of, uh, oh, you shouldn't keep electronics in your bedroom. Well, yes, you shouldn't, but hmm. sometimes it's not an option. Hmm. What? Uh, that's funny because I my my one room is my as CGP Grey would call it my all room because uh, I live yeah. in a dorm. So like keeping electronics out of my bedroom would be impossible or nearly impossible and completely impractical. Um, but well, but, but that's that's extensu ext like yes, like, you know, that's special yeah. circumstances, extenuating yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Um, but I think like. I don't know if there's anything I could say that could help. So I'm going to like some of the things that I do around sleeping um, that, that I've done recently, because we talked in, in some previous episodes about me being a reluctant morning dragon, um, mm -hmm. which has like. Yeah. And, and uh, that one seems to be still working for you, right? Yes. So th even this week, like I didn't get up any later. I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't get up any later than eight. I think most mornings I got up at 630 or seven. Uh, there was one morning I got up at six and was working on schoolwork by seven, uh, which was good. Um, 
but uh that makes the, you sound like such a productive dragon well, y- you know the, yeah <laughs> yeah it's not productivity as much as it is me being afraid that i'm going to fail my classes uh which my grades are good don't worry about me um but it's what i've been doing because there's always that thing in the morning when your alarm goes off your only desire in the world at that moment is to turn the alarm off and go back to sleep um I don't know if, like, at least it is for me. Like, there's nothing I want more in the world than to just drown out the world and go back to sleep. Uh, What I've been doing is, like, be like, okay, I can hit snooze a couple times, but what I have to do is I have to, because I cannot sleep on my back, right? I always sleep on my front or on my side, um, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, Well, I think people who are capable or like comfortable of sleeping on their back i think they're a rarity and minority i'd say based on the multiple conversations that we i had over the years on the internet because for some reason this specific thing comes up time and again and like everyone yeah. always always kind of like question ask this question like who are those aliens who sleep on their back yeah, fair. But I cannot sleep very well on my back unless I am super yeah, tired. Yeah, same. Right. So what I'll do is I like I allow myself to hit snooze a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. If like, and sometimes I convince myself that like I'm allowed to go back. Like this morning, because I didn't change my alarm, it automatically goes off at six thirty every morning. This morning, my alarm went off, and I was like, "It's a weekend. I don't care." I set my alarm. I told my watch to set my alarm for seven forty-five, and I went back to sleep. Right. Um. And I do wear my watch to bed, um, but like, but normal mornings, if I if I want to get up, I will be like, I can hit snooze a couple times, but I have to roll over on my back, and I have to lay on my back, like, and I've only done I only did that a couple mornings this week, but that seemed to work. It seemed to eventually either like I fell asleep a little bit, but eventually when my alarm went off again after the nine minutes snooze period. Um, it would like, I would be a little bit more awake, and mm-hmm. not completely hating the world. Um, mm-hmm. So it's the whole thing. I don't know. Like, I know I'm not being helpful, but um, I don't know. Uh, as for no, well, like, I mean, like, look, you're not being completely unhelpful. Don't worry, because the fact that you young, sleepy dragon who is a very reluctant morning dragon managed to get this working it's kind of like you know hope inducing and reassuring i think you know uh we need to make it out i will try doing this ipad thing instead of iphone and let's see how that works because seriously the the fact that like you know the falling asleep thing is real I can't, like, I mean, it's, well, I can, but it takes way longer. It is, like, way more uncomfortable to fall asleep in complete silence. And then the light alarm that I have, it has, like, a full asleep sound thing, um, like, sound routine. And it, like, has a recording. I think it's, like, like ocean waves. But um, kind of, like... Something is not doesn't sound right for me in the recording. Maybe because I've heard the real sea, like ocean waves. So these ones sound extremely fake. So that doesn't help either. Like nothing works better than just the sound of uh, human speech for me. 
like the white noise machines yeah. are the worst. So and yeah. like let's see if the iPad thing works and yeah. I'll report back maybe in a week's time. Um, maybe, so like maybe a bit later. Some of my thoughts were it, when you're talking about things like this, and I'm sure this has been mentioned mm-hmm. on Cortex, um, you want to add as much as much friction as possible between you and the thing that you impulsively do, right? Yes, between um, me and my iPhone. <laughs> yes. Um, like for me, like when I'm working, I specifically command Q on Discord to, to like quit it out of, mm-hmm. of the Mac. I, and I don't, I don't have to do anything more than that because I will compulsively while working shift or, or command tab into Discord um, and then spend 20 oh. minutes on Discord while I'm supposed to be working. Um, mm-hmm. and I do like, I know I do research. So like a little bit of, of faffing around while working is fine. Um, because it's knowledge. Yeah. Work. As long as you meet your deadlines, seriously, yes. um, like, uh, I, fa- well, I faff around on Discord during work time a lot because otherwise I'll go, I would just like, yes, climb the, yes. I mean, you'd be taking me off the ceiling because I'd be and, up there just like out of like. I don't know, boredom. Uh, yes. but, I, but the the thing is, I still do that, but I I tell myself if I'm going to do this, it's okay, but I have to do it on my phone. I can't do it on the Mac mm-hmm. while working. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, um, so that's so it's, a it's that, limitation. That little bit of friction. And what I would think is um the iPad might be like a little bit of friction, just like logistically. Um I would also think maybe you should try I'm sure you could set up some sort of automation or get some friend internet friend to help you set up an automation which turns on downtime um which actually locks you out of certain apps um but on your see iPhone. the downtime is not a problem it's the uptime that is a problem <laughs> it's like that's what i've been saying it's the morning that's the struggling point like, no, no, no. so it's no. like I, I don't mean that. But, I don't mean wind down. I mean, like, when you go into um, settings and screen time, the thing that before ah, focus modes, the thing that CGP Grey okay. used, um, and I have yeah, my yeah, screen yeah. time Okay, okay, off. okay, okay, okay. That sort so, of thing. So, like, you um, su- you're suggesting to have the downtime but use it in the morning to lock me out of the yes. applications that... Okay, See if that, that might is be enough an friction, idea. and set up some sort of automation to automatically turn that on when you mm-hmm. when your alarm goes off. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or just time it. Yes, or or just like because have it turn on at a random time during the night and stay yeah. on until you turn it off. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, have it on like starting from six o'clock in the morning and then till like yeah, at least ten ish. That yeah. would work. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the idea. That that's, not... that could work as well. I'll uh, let's see. I'll first try the iPad thing because yes. I know myself. Like the reason why I, I mean, oh god, I have such complicated relationship with my iPad. iPad I have, which is iPad Air fourth generation, I think. The one that uh, is already with flat sides. But it's Air. Uh, so the first um, flat side, I think you have the same yes, one that I do. F- yeah, so uh the, the it's like two-purpose mach- device. Yes. I do two things on it. Either I read PDFs for school yep, or I read manga on it. That's it. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. And, okay, sometimes I play... Now Now there is a third use, actually, and it's oh, God, such a time killer. I play the um, that game on it. Townscaper? Is Towns- that how is that? Um, uh, Townscapers? 
You mean um the game that is used to to to, to do, do the wordle thing? Yes, that yeah, one. Uh, that's Townscapers. Um, yeah, Townscapers. I've not used it, but I've heard it. Oh, like I mean, I've stopped playing Wordle a while ago. Uh, but the Townscapers is just it's it's a, such a lovely, like calming and soothing and relaxing, like electronic no, yeah. fidget thing. I stopped playing Wordle a while ago, but I started playing a another game called Global. Uh, G-L-O-B-L-E, yes. um, which yeah, is where it up as well. you have the entire globe and you guess countries. And then the country mm-hmm. is is colored from white to to red, like all the yeah. way down. And the redder it is, the closer it is to the target country. Um, yes. Spoilers. I'm, then... I'm not going to say what today's is because it's like Wordle where everyone gets the same one, I think. Um, but I think, uh, I think so, too. I played today's. Uh, which country was that? Tell me. Today's uh, was um, Israel. Yes. Um, then everybody gets the same. Yes, Israel. It took me ridiculously long time to get it. I can actually say specifically it was like 16 guesses. I was so annoyed with myself. Yeah. Uh, because um, I know that part of the world, like that, the, the, the map is like relatively well. And oh. Yes. Because, well, okay. So complete spoilers for today's. I mean, we already said what it is, so I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, if you're Ellen and you're listening to this, it's already a new day, so it doesn't matter. But um, hi Ellen. <laughs> um, but um, but like, I think I started today in India, and mm-hmm. whatever I do, whatever color it is, I try to imagine a circle around the country, that of like, because and I estimate the distance the mystery country is based off of what the color is. And it's a rough estimation, but yeah. I did that. And then, so I, I did India, and I and I drew that circle in my mind. And then I went the opposite, the exact opposite direction of where I should have gone, and went to Indonesia, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like, and then like Ukraine, Turkey, eventually settled on. Um, I think I guessed Palestine before I guessed Israel, um, which is, yeah. Um, no comment. Geopolitics. <laughs> not gonna talk about that but anyway um yeah i stopped playing wordle i think as soon as it redirected me to the new york times website i i I closed out the tab and was like i am done with this game um just because that that whole thing annoyed me um well look it's inevitable and if you were the inventor like if you were in that person's uh, shoes no yeah no i i mean i i take the money like i'm not going to pretend that i'm like all high and i would i'd be very happy to get that money i would completely take the money like i like everyone has a price but um i also wouldn't blame the 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 uh loyal players of my game uh for being a little bit mad but i also totally can't blame but i don't don't think anyone i don't think anyone was blaming people for being mad because like it's Anyways, let's not go into that mess. Yes. I the way I play Wordle, I selfishly always start with Kazakhstan. It doesn't help much because it's you mean, right you in mean the, the middle of You mean global? Yes, global. Yes, global. Yes. That's exactly what I mean. So like I always start with Kazakhstan and it like doesn't really help much because it's right in the middle of the continent of Eurasian continent, but it's just like, you know, I just like seeing my country on the map, I guess. And then well, I go from there. My bet would be usually my bet would be mm-hmm. if you start with Kazakhstan, you can tell if you could basically tell if the country is in Africa or Eurasia, 
or the Americas or like somewhere what side of the cut of the globe it's on which is well you can like you you can like I guess it, it, it tells you the hemisphere you're right but yeah. I think it is equidistant both from um, let's say uh, judging by the color it's the same distance from France and uh, let's say Algeria or uh, which one was that oh god I don't even recognize right now uh, Oman so the colors are all the same but yeah I today I went Kazakhstan then Sri Lanka then France and then I was like then I picked Egypt and I got lucky and then it was from there like just going round and round and then I was like oh right Israel is also there so um, yeah I like m- yeah. my geography part of the brain was really blanking today the thing but then the, the thing that made me a little angry today was I th- like Palestine has been the like we're not going to talk about this, but we are talking about this. Palestine has been the country before, um, and I remember when it was Palestine. I guessed Israel and then Palestine, and today I did the exact opposite. Um, yeah. The game is just laughing at me. Um, but but anyway. Yeah. The other day I was very proud of myself when I guessed Uganda very quickly. It helps that I know area of East Africa relatively well. I've been to Nairobi and well. Yeah, it's like, you know, East Africa is is uh, Kenya, Zambia, Tanzania, and Uganda, these four countries. And uh, so when I, I think I hit, uh, like, you know, I guess South Africa, I, I, like, you know, you go to the bottom of the continent and then it was like reddish color. And so, like, oh, okay, let's see, Kenya. Kenya was like even redder. And then I was like, okay, must be Uganda. And it was Uganda. So, by the way, talking about East Africa, did you know that these four countries that I've listed, they have like a union between themselves? And isn't it like something like the East African? It's something like it's it, yeah, East African Union. I've heard of it. Yeah, and yeah, and it's it's like it's actually one of the like you know stories of success. When uh, first of all, they have like simplified customs agreements between four of them. And even though each country has their own independent currency, if you have Kenyan shilling and you pay, use it like, you know, people will accept it in Zambia and Tanzania and Uganda. So it like makes the business much easier, especially for like small businesses. So, so it's, um, it, it's kind of like, and this is probably a bad analogy to make, but it's kind of like a, a version of the European Union in East Africa. The, yeah, the, the attempt is that like, you know, it's like, you know, like, Putting aside everything else, let's try to like make the business easier for uh, our citizens, and it seems it seems to be working. And also, they based on what I mean, I have uh, I know some people who live there, and uh, the response to COVID was also quite unified as well. And yeah. you know that was like just so reassuring to read in the news. No, it was just like, you know, there was one positive thing I remember reading. It was like, some people know what they're doing and they're doing logical thing. Like, isn't that amazing? So some positivity about East Africa. Um, I think we have gotten a total of four diversions deep. Um, (laughs) Did we? You were talking about how you were using your iPad, um, Mm -hmm. which turned into Wordle, (laughs) which turned into Global. Which turned into geopolitics. So I think what we've learned is this podcast always devolves into geopolitics. Um, Which is, um, 
something that we explicitly agreed to avoid today for a number of reasons that you're aware if you are not living under a rock these days. Anyway, moving oh, on. How me. do you use your iPad? Uh, well, as I've said, for PDFs and for manga. And, yes. oh my word, manga. Like, why on earth it's so difficult to buy? I think I've uh, I've mentioned it in the book club, but like earlier this week, I think maybe late last week, I don't remember right now. Days are jumbling all in together. I've spent like a good dozen of emails back and forth with the loveliest person in my in the bookshop that like, in my favorite bookshop. We were trying to figure out if we can order for me a full set of Tokyo Ghoul manga and. The reason why it is so difficult, because there is also Tokyo Ghoul colon RE, and that's a different one. It's a series after that. So it's a continuation of Tokyo Ghoul, but like those are not interchangeable. And despite the popularity, and this especially of both manga and the anime series, half of the Tokyo Ghoul is for some reason out of print. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get it for me. So I was like, all right, let me go to all the secondhand uh, places that I'm aware of and uh, maybe I can get them there. And, 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 and in the meantime, ordering what's available in the, like, from, from the bookshop because like, they're my favorite place to order books from. And after like several hours, okay, maybe not several, but a couple of hours, like that for sure, like, let's not exaggerate. A couple of hours of ter- searching, I was like, Nope. The only place where I seem to find them is like US Amazon, and I'm not going to do that. So in the end, I had to email uh, my bookshop saying like, "Uh, let's cancel the entire order, please. Sorry for the hassle. And I'm now reading the Tokyo Ghoul on the iPad. Again, nice. Resorting to give money to Amazon because it's Comixology, and Comixology is no longer independent, but like... You can't win sometimes. I think this was discussed on the most recent episode of Upgrade. Maybe Upgrade Plus. I don't remember. Um, something about Comixology and Marvel Unlimited. Um, mm, I don't remember. Probably. Like, I mean, I really don't remember. Might have been Upgrade Plus. I'm not sure. I... But it was a whole thing. Um, I think Jason mentioned that he was hopeful that Amazon wouldn't, uh, to put it lightly, that Amazon wouldn't f*** up Comixology. Um, but... Mm. At this rate, we should just be an explicit podcast, honestly. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I guess. <laughs> no, we're, we're look, not going you know, to, but like. We, we, we're trying. It's just uh, we're trying. Because I think we do have people who listen to us who have children. And uh, I don't want to be responsible for some little person's uh, bad le- lexicon. Because, I mean, I... Beavers know I already messed up a lot yeah. with my nibblings. Yeah. Uh, like, seriously, those nibblings, the sneakiest little humans. <laughs> like, you misspeak <laughs> once in front of them, once, and they tattle on you. Like, like there is no tomorrow. Like, seriously. Yeah, it's, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... So, and then, like, you know, and that happens when they're, like, three or four years old, and then they grow up and they don't even remember yeah. it, so you can't yeah. even hold a grudge for that. <laughs> well, you can still hold a grudge, but it would be for no reason. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, it's and it's not interesting when they don't remember. You were talking about how you're using your iPad and um Yeah. This goes to a different topic that we were talking about on a on a future episode, hopefully. Um, but there are certain things that I use my iPad for. And uh, because, of course... You use it for note-taking, right? I use it specifically for note-taking. I use the app Notability. Um, and all of my classes, all of, like, all of my notes are digital. Um, and I've also got a... Um, like, it depends, because if it's a class where I can type the notes, then I will do it on my Mac, on my MacBook Air. Um but most classes, because, like, I'm an engineer, so most of my classes, not now, but in the future, most of my classes will be engineering classes or math or physics or whatever. Um, so, like, yeah, typing in physics. Those is are like the types of things. All those symbols. Yes, those are the types of things that you have to uh, write out. So I use Notability. But, like, mm-hmm. the specific things I usually use my iPad for. I almost never use it for content consumption. Um, I try to mm. because if I'm sitting at my mm-hmm. desk watching YouTube, um, which I probably shouldn't, but I do because there's not really like going off of Spaceship U, right? I shouldn't like my desk should be consecrated. That's a big word. My desk should be a consecrated area for work, right? Um, mm-hmm. Except it's not because oftentimes if I'm just chilling out or whatever, I will watch YouTube on my phone at my desk. Look, look, you live in one room. What exactly do you want? So, like, you can manage spaces digitally, all right? Yeah, fair. Um, So I'm trying to let you go off easily because, like, seriously, it's one room for crying out loud. There is not much room for maneuver. So it's in my case, it's it's a bit, um, you know, unacceptable because I do have space. Uh, to segregate between this work zone and uh, reading and so on. And I have to admit that I'm not sticking to it myself, but, uh, well, it is what it is. Yeah, but um, that, that that is to say I probably should, like, if I'm watching YouTube, do it on my iPad because that's a better mm-hmm. experience, but I never do. So usually what I use my mm-hmm. iPad for is, you know, taking notes or... Uh, because iCloud Drive is amazing, I will be doing research and find a PDF I want to use. I'll pull it out of Zotero, which is the PD- which is the research manager that I use. Uh, it, it keeps track of files and stuff. Pull it out of Zotero, put it in a folder, open it on my iPad, and then read the like conference paper, journal article, whatever, on the iPad and be able to do yeah. markup with that. Um, so I will have yes, all of my that's annotations. The best spot. And then I can save those annotations, put it back into Zotero with my annotations saved, and then share it out to uh, my research group or like um, anyone on the same project as me. And so they can read that same article with my annotations and see so that we can kind of have it, – it's a nice thing to be able to do that like you don't really get to do because you don't want to print out something, like uh, do, put your marks on it yeah. and then scan it back in. Like that's too much work. Uh, so it's really nice to be able work. to do that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Actually, I did this a uh, couple of times uh, myself, like with annotating PDFs for somebody else, because like uh, two people, uh, two separate people asked me to proofread something for them. And yep. best thing was that, you know, I get a PDF, I open it on my iPad, I take the pencil, and then I, you know, I select the purple color for the... Um, marker thing 
And then, then I just annotate and like underline and draw the lines and try to make sure that my um, like handwriting is legible and then, you know, send it back. And uh, the person on the receiving end were like, yep, that works. I can read everything. Thanks, thanks a lot. Like all the symbols make sense. And that was extremely satisfying experience. Yeah. Doesn't happen too often enough for me because majority of my work is done on my corporate virtual machine that is Windows and it is locked down to the high heavens because it's corporate. I can't do anything outside of it for information security reasons. And I mean, it's understandable. So, yeah. No work uh, stuff on my iPad. Maybe that's good because, like, yeah, for me, it's yeah. complete opposite. Like, for me, my iPad is a pure entertainment device. I don't watch oh, yeah. YouTube on it because I watch YouTube on my TV because otherwise I wouldn't use my TV at all. Fair. <laughs> and that's ridiculous. I have, like, I have this massive 55 inch diagonal TV that is, like, has it's 4K. I don't think it has HDR. I don't, I'm not sure because it wasn't me who picked it. But it's like it's a 4K TV. It's massive. What does Kim do on this TV? Play Animal Crossing and watch YouTube. Lovely, isn't it? <laughs> Such a waste of oh, a yeah. device. Oh, yeah. But it's well, already here. It's already in my flat. I'm not going to kind of like get rid of it because it's working. But if like that's one thing that I've been saying uh, to myself. Like if this TV dies, I'm not replacing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably not if, but when, because not no device is lost forever these days. Yep, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, getting an iPad just for content consumption is a great use of an iPad because it is it is really well made for it. Um, I, mm -hmm. like, I got this iPad at the beginning of last semester because I didn't want to deal with paper notes. Um, but, but even... It seems to be working out for you. But also, like, yeah. Um, do you have... What is it? You have an Apple TV connected to your television set to, to like stream YouTube? Yes. Okay. Yes. Th yeah. That makes sense. And again, Apple TV is, uh, it wasn't me who bought it. It wasn't me who decided to buy it because the way I use TV, like they just the built-in smart TV, the um, Android thing or whatever there is would be plenty for me because it's a TV that has a Netflix button for crying out loud. Like seriously, it's a Sony Bravia something something and it comes with a remote control obviously. And right in the middle of that remote control there is this massive button that has like it's a white button with red letters on it, Netflix. Oh yeah. And I'm like I looked at that remote control I was like dear lord, how much did they pay to Sony to have this button here? Not and well, probably, but thing is, like, didn't work on me. I don't subscribe to Netflix normally, usually, regularly. I subscribed to Netflix uh, in December for a month, and then promptly unsubscribed from it in January. <laughs> yep, so, makes sense. Makes sense. And it's uh, so um, that's how I use my iPad and my. Um, TV and all the devices. So, and again, like going back to the single use, uh, until very recently, my my Nintendo Switch was was a mono game machine. It was like just for Animal Crossing, and only very very recently I've been getting into the Breath of the Wild. And all the listeners who play game video games are probably going like, "Welcome to the party!" Like five years later. <laughs> 
people are right now talking about Breath of the Wild 2 and continuation and talking about all other games and and I'm here just kind of like beginning to explore the game that was released uh, oof, was it 2016? I don't remember I'm not sure yeah probably 2016 so it's like yeah six years late to the party that's Mm, yeah yeah um I, I, at this rate i mean i don't have netflix uh, at this rate i'm probably gonna watch squid game in the year 2030 um or just not watch it don't even know. bother uh, just don't watch it read read battle royale instead okay <laughs> i mean i watch uh i watch because because i have youtube i mean i don't pay for youtube but youtube is free um well youtube is quote-unquote free i watched uh mr beast recreate squid game which i think is enough squid game uh like uh, i think i think that's good enough i think i'm gonna get yelled yes. at in follow-up for it but uh it's okay i don't have to deal with it anyway um and i'm like and i'm taking i'm really i'm taking right now this is the time when i'm t- taking the stance of a snooty book dragon and saying all those shows book. and movies are so old read the battle royale that was the book was first and the book is the best book dragon yells at cloud um <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah um, and that's not cloud strife uh I, I, again i've been playing final fantasy 7 recently yeah. so the word cloud right now for me immediately associates with cloud strife one of the most popular characters in final fantasy nice. and that actually makes me th- ask you a question hmm. skyla did you do you play any video games like console ones well okay so i i seem like such an uncultured dragon um sometimes because last episode we discovered that i don't listen to music i mean not that i don't listen to music but i don't like yeah um i have not sat down like i think I have not sat down and played a video game for more than, I don't know, 30 minutes in over five years. So, like, uh, so the answer is no. I, I don't okay. I don't play video games. I've never owned any sort of console besides, like, a Nintendo Wii when I was, like, 10 mm-hmm. years old. Um, and that was... But besides that, like, I, I don't, like... I don't know. I just never have... Um, which seems weird given today's I mean, and today's pop culture, but like, hmm. no, I mean again, like, to each their own, as I say. Like you know, I will, I will keep repeating it because like everyone has their own medium, uh, cho- like you know, their own medium of entertainment, and uh, for me that's books, and then like, I guess I will like okay, right now if Rob is listening to this, Rob. Don't hate me, but if the choice comes, I would pick a video game over a movie. <laughs> so that goes the hierarchy of uh, my like types of entertainment. But uh, now I I play video games like in a way that you probably would recognize from the way John Syracuse of uh, Accidental Tech Podcast talks about it, where he just plays like, he, he just plays Destiny. Like. Yes, and uh, but for me, for a really long time, it was the equivalent was would be Diablo three. I was just like I would just play Diablo three at all, and like not even in on- in online mode. But generally, the way I play is like I pick one game, 
that I know for a fact, like I'm like 99% sure that I will like it, and then I play the hell out of it. That happened to Diablo 3, like, and I'll, I'll take the only recent ones. That happened to Final Fantasy 15. That happened to Final Fantasy 7 Remake. It's happening to Animal Crossing because oh, yeah, well, okay. that game, that game is like you know is like single-handedly is responsible for my sanity in certain on certain specific months, and I think now the next candidate is Breath of the Wild. So I guess you can see the trend here. It's all uh, well, almost all of them are like all of them are RPGs. Well, is Animal Crossing an RPG? Um, pro- maybe <laughs> with a stretch. Okay, almost all of them are RPGs, and almost all of them are JRPGs. Yeah, close enough. So it's like Final Fantasy is uh, fifteen and, and seven remake. They are JRPGs, and I am eagerly waiting for sixteen and for the Final Fantasy remake part two. I so that's how I played, and of course, like me, yeah, Nintendo is uh, like you know. Nintendo's Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is obviously JRPG. It's like the staples of the genre. So that's how I play video games. So like I do say that I play video games, but then I'm not the avid gamer who goes through multiples of titles and or like dedicates like multiple hours a week to that. But of course, there are there are certain times. For example, when Final Fantasy remake uh, was released, it was released just before I think Easter holidays. And like you know, I live in Hungary. Easter is uh, like you know, you get two bank holidays on Easter, like the Friday and Monday, giving you like a nice long four day uh, weekend. And traveling anywhere, even before the pandemic, was pointless on Easter because everything is either closed because it's holiday or completely jam-packed with tourists. So usually I stay in at home uh, on Easter break or I like, I used to like maybe extend the holiday and go visit my parents because, again, Kazakhstan doesn't give a single hoot about Easter, uh, again, for obvious reasons. But this time, you know, last, like, wait, was it last year? Yes, in 2021, yes, that's when uh, Final Fantasy VII was released. And travel is obviously off the table. What did I do? I've played Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 all four days. And I've completed the game in four days. And that was just glorious. And it felt like I've time-traveled back to my teenage years. 